0: Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name
1: is Danish. I'm Jeff. And I'm Matt, and I can see everybody right now. Yeah, we're doing a video
0: thing just for the hell of it. It's fun, Uh, I think. I think maybe this is what was missing in our podcast, like why it didn't have, um, why it wasn't top of iTunes, because I think we (laughs) were not Seeing each other. Yeah, I think, I think that,
1: a lot of people were saying that this this audio podcast is missing the visual element. Right. I mean, it's, um, it's that for, thing for where us, you can't for them.
2: Right. You can tell when someone is smiling when they're talking, and this is the same way. Like we couldn't tell when the other person was looking condescendingly on the others judging their pitches before, but now we have this capability. Right.
1: Yeah, usually yeah, when, when I said something like super hilarious and you guys didn't respond at all, I assumed that you were just muting yourselves because you're laughing so hard. <laughs> so uh, this will be good so that I can actually see you guys just like losing your shit whenever I say cool stuff. Yeah, Def, Jeff's yeah, doing it right just now. Jeff's doing it right now.
0: Also, I can do this motion. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. This radio, this radio is amazing. That's great. Yeah. Um, Basically, I was a get on with it motion.
1: Yeah, no, um, you immediately fucked up the whole point of this by saying this motion <laughs> that nobody can see ever. Well, that was the joke.
0: Um, was it? So, how you guys doing? <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> I, I saw that you guys weren't laughing. So this <laughs> this experiment is already paying dividends. Um, so yeah, how you guys uh, doing this
1: weekend? Um, d- doing what? all right doing all right oh, man what is the world anymore i get i get sad like I, i'm on like a sad schedule of like every three days i'm sad oh yeah, yeah. So that's about where i'm at right now
0: yep i think every three days is it's actually pretty good
1: is that good it feels bad. it seems 33
0: percent i mean we're living in a hellscape i, I think anything <laughs> below 100 is pretty good
1: all right i'm keeping <laughs> that's, it together that's
0: though. fair that's that's totally fair um so we have some news which is kind of fun Uh, A few episodes ago, we had pitched a game. Um, It was a, I I don't think we even named it. It was a movie game, a card game, like where you can put down cards and have to name a movie that satisfies those cards. Well, we're actually making it. So I don't know what this
1: Wii stuff is. I
2: mean, look. I played it. We are adjacent to the creation, but we have no hand in it.
1: I definitely suggested the element that makes the game good. That's that is true. Which one was that? The the tokens. (laughs) Let's let's uh, let's explain the game. I guess. Right. Okay.
0: So so actually, so just to say, we um, many you know every week on this show we pitch games, but this is the one game that we are actively making and pursuing, and uh, we'll have more things to announce in the future. But um, we did our first kind of big play test uh, this week with an with a group of people. Heavy hitters. yeah, yeah, have you? And, yeah. It, and it went pretty well. I, I thought it was really fun. It got good response. So the, the way the game works is on the table, there's a grid of like nine cards or like nine decks. And so you see different things uh, describing a movie, like a genre, a character archetype, just plot details or tr- uh, movie tropes. And so uh, it's sort of a party game. So anybody can just kind of yell out, all right, give me um, action, You know, murder, assassins, crime, and it's like, okay, John Wick. They say the name of the movie that satisfy those. And um, and then other people can start adding cards to it and try to get more points. So you're building up this complex web of movie descriptions. And the game is trying to think of movies that satisfy those descriptions. And then, yeah, like uh, Matt alluded to, one of the mechanics is, uh, oh, man, I have a movie that fits all the descriptions except for one, which is like not working. So I can spend a token to remove that card to keep the game going. So what an yeah, incredible I, idea. It should it be called the token game.
1: game. I think by Matt. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. Oh, actually name. bleep my last name out. Please. Ditch. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: I'm pretty sure your name's in the show notes. Oh,
1: is it? Yeah. Yeah, well, cat's out of the band. delete it.
0: <laughs> no, <Nah>, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah. Anyway, so that was really cool. And I, it was just fun that like after over a year of doing this podcast, we're actually making one of these games.
2: So, Not for lack fun. of trying. Uh, I haven't sure, tried we we, at all. We
0: try. I mean, we, me and Dan did a couple tries at, in dreams, mm-hmm. and um, to, to varying levels of success. But that was fun. So, so yeah, that was good. Um, and you know, we'll keep you updated if we do more. And um, maybe next time we can even, um, I don't know, stream it or, or post uh, uh, post it online. People can watch it. But uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty good uh, first dry run. So. Um, Jeff, what have you been up to? What have you been playing recently? Yeah,
2: so uh, over the last week and a half, uh, Mortal Shell has had a PC beta. And this is a a Souls-like game that uh, is from a small independent studio. And uh, the playtest went from last Thursday or Friday all the way through this Friday, this this past Friday. So really long playtest. I put mm, four or five hours into the whole thing. And it's really interesting, uh, especially from like a design perspective, because playing the playtest one, like just like with any beta, the developers are iterating, you know, they're putting patches out as feedback comes in. But um, one of like the main hangups for me was the way that the characters controlled and the way that all these systems work together. And it was cool to see. A game in like a very rough form where you can see all the different pieces and how they're supposed to be coming together and then slowly over the week some of those things come in and hopefully you know as we get closer to launch in or as they get closer to launch in the fall more of those pieces will come in and it was cool it's like real-time game design from a third-person perspective it's not that's kind of
0: the whole idea of uh you know early access right like in, in the best case scenario early access um, what's that game that just uh, came out? Um, Hades. Hades is an amazing yeah. example of that, where like they had very frequent updates. They were very involved in the community. The game was fun right away, and so any changes that happened were just like even better. It wasn't like constantly broken stuff. Um, so that's like the ideal of um, early access, uh, and that obviously there's lots of ways that can. Kind of be bad but um, yeah so that sounds cool so like what was your just what can you describe the game and also like what was your takeaway from it
2: yeah so again it's it's a souls like and it's it's leaning really heavily into the aesthetics of Dark Souls um, but putting a so like,
0: third person game it's a third person action RPG medieval style like medieval it's a third aesthetics. person
2: game where every
1: button press takes forever to happen yeah that's a well game. And, and that Boom. that was my biggest hang up with the whole I love thing, savage, is that way. savage we, <laughs> I we, love we it. were
2: we were talking a little bit before we started recording about um, dodging and in a lot of action RPGs when you hit the dodge button it does like a dash or an evade and then if you continue to hold it down it starts running from that evade. And Mortal Shell actually does the opposite and you start running before you do any sort of like dash or dodge, which is it's just weird, you know, and it, it, it kind of did this thing that I see a lot in game design where you're trying to do something different, but without playtesting, like you don't know if that's going to work or not. And I think that particular aspect doesn't quite work. And there's, you know, uh, input buffering that's just not there in this game, which I think is a deliberate aesthetic choice for the game so that you have to be learning the timings of button presses and all this other stuff. but it's it's that balance of is this game difficult because of the mechanics of the game or is it difficult because my input is not what I want it to be? you know like am I fighting the, the enemies or am I fighting the controls kind of thing? And over the week it slowly kind of got better at least for me. and so I'm excited to see where they end up in in the fall.
0: This is the reason why, and I fully acknowledge that it's 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 not you, it's me. Uh, Dark Souls is that I always feel like I'm fighting the controls, mm-hmm. uh, and I just I just can't get my own head around how the game operates. And it's obviously not the game because everyone loves it, and it's and you see these insane like no armor runs that are like no hits, so it's like obviously not the game. But anyway, that was my own hang up with that. Um, yeah. Does do the Souls game buffer in controls though? I don't think they do. do they, they
2: they do. And so, oh, okay. like, one of the things, especially in Dark Souls, it, I haven't noticed it as much in Sekiro, which I've gone back to um, this week alongside the Mortal Shell beta, because there's a lot of similarities. Like, they have, like, a, um, like a dying comeback mechanic, just like Sekiro does, um, but the Dark Souls games do have input buffering, and it allows the player to overextend their attacks, which then become punished. So... The controls, the input, allow you to do what you want to do in Dark Souls. And so the strategy there is, is being patient or like planning ahead with your control inputs. Right. That's cool. Um, what's it? What did you play it on? Uh, I played it in the Epic Games Store, and it's launching on PC exclusive to Epic for a year, but it's also coming out for a PS4 and Xbox One. So I'll probably be playing it on PS4.
0: Wait, so it's exclusive for a year, and then it's going to come out on... It'll be on C. It's for Xbox after One that. after new consoles launch.
2: It'll still no, launch no, no, on no. old consoles? It is PC, Xbox One, PS4, but the PC version is exclusive to Epic Game Store for you. Okay. Cool.
1: Well, that's yeah. all well and good. And it yeah. sounds real tough, Jeff. <laughs> I'm sure you're a real hardcore gamer. But I want to talk about something crazy. Uh crazy hard. I don't know. I don't know where this fucking joke is going. Um, what's up with Spongebob? Why did Spongebob get a remaster? That's a good question. Because, uh, because it, uh, today's Kelsey's birthday. Happy birthday, Kelsey. She's my girlfriend. Happy birthday. She's birthday. Um, one of the games she wanted was Spongebob, uh, Bikini Bottom. Is it Battle for Bikini Bottom? I don't Something know. Something like that, yeah. Um, and it's a remaster. And, like, don't get me wrong, I think I'm about a month late on this. But, like, were people asking for a Spongebob remaster? No, they weren't, and that's why it was a pleasant surprise for everyone. Was it? <laughs> it's it's so weird to me. Uh, I I don't know. I just don't understand why it needed a remaster. I never knew the original game existed. Same. I don't think I did either. Yeah, I don't know. So,
0: but why? Not? I guess my my answer is why not?
1: I mean, it um, seems to be working out. I I, I never thought yeah. it would. It seems like it feels like it's selling, and a lot of people are playing it and streaming it. I'm sure it's a great game. I know nothing about it. Um, I think
2: that's the greatest thing about a remaster though is you refresh the audience, you refresh the player base with a remaster. And so if you have something I I don't know how successful SpongeBob I mean, was I, originally, but no, now they have a second wind and that's awesome. Yeah, no, I
0: agree, and but but I, I totally see what Matt's saying. It's like of all the remasters, yeah, that's, this is the yeah. one that I just there didn't seem to be any even love for um just generally. But it's cool. I think it's really cool.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm probably coming off as more negative than I intend to be because, I, you, like, m- more video games aren't a thing I complain about. I just, but yeah, like you said, it's <laughs> well, like oh, I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, depending on how long a video game is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I guess I, I just—it's this game I never knew existed, and nobody in my life ever talked about or mentioned. And yeah. then one day there was a remaster, and it felt like nobody cared about that either. And then the game came out, and I see like all these like streamers talking about it, and like like it's on Twitch all the time, and it's on yeah. YouTube, and like like well, it's just, it's I, such I a think weird it's, ramp. It's up
2: It's a nostalgic thing. I mean, SpongeBob was after my time. I think it was after all our times. So mm, I don't no. have. Uh, I never maybe. had a connection to SmudgeBob growing up.
1: He was and, he was in my twilight days of childhood for sure. Well, well, he wasn't. He was not in my
0: childhood, but I still enjoyed it thoroughly. In yeah, fact, actually. Sp- my first yeah, while you looked that up, my first uh, exposure to Spongebob was actually a little bit like you guys are just ripping off right in Stimpy. This is this is not cool. <laughs> like you were straight up ripping them off from they, like the they do a the lot close-up. that's the same, yeah. Yeah, the the close up, um kind of like painted close ups and stuff and the humor and the style of it, the sort of like mid century style and but it I think it totally has its own identity and it's it's very, very funny and yeah, it's it's a fucking great show. So I got into it even as a, you know, adult.
1: First episode came out in on April eighth. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Oh, that's the that's the last episode of that season. First episode was May first of nineteen ninety nine. So i I would have yeah, been, have been yeah. like okay. fifteen or fourteen.
2: Yeah, I think I yeah. just maybe didn't care. I I don't think we had cable until I was in high school.
1: Maybe yeah, it was, I was eight. Well,
0: yeah, I'm giving away my age, but I was eighteen in nineteen ninety nine. And yeah, I was totally like, yeah, that's, that's cool.
1: I feel like at 14, I, I slid under the wire of acceptability right. to be watching Spongebob. On I a think I was basis. just,
2: I, I thought I was too cool for Nickelodeon. Well, at I that think point. that's
1: interesting
0: because I guess if you are older, you no longer think that like, oh man, it's going to be uncool to like this. You just like what you like. And it's like, oh, cool. So that like I was in college mean, watching Because you know, guys SpongeBob. are at
2: least 10, 20 years older than I am. Uh, that's true. I, oh, yeah.
0: I am 74 years old. Yeah. Um. The... Actually, this is kind of interesting. Um, the Fish, one how old thing do you think I, I am? did? <laughs> Fifty four. I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, the one thing that's interesting that, that did totally what, what you guys are describing for you of the being on the cusp of an age was Power Rangers. I am totally just not into Power Rangers. It no, missed they... me. and and I thought it was dumb and yeah.
1: They never landed for me. And I'm I'm in the same boat because, like, all of my friends like Power Rangers. I remember going to school and, like, every morning they were like, did you watch Power Rangers yesterday? Oh, my God. And I I just, it never worked for me. I don't know. I don't know why. We we were into Power
2: Rangers in my house, but there was a little tension. We were a Power Rangers household. (laughs) Because they were violent. Like, they fought. Like, their main thing was they fought. And so my parents didn't like that. At first, but eventually kind of came around to it. So we did have Power Rangers toys. We went and saw the first movie in theaters, which was fun. But I mean, that stuff didn't stick with me as much over time. Like I wasn't excited about the Power Rangers fighting game just because it was Power Rangers, you know?
0: All right. I got to tell a quick story. Um, So my daughter, who is five, uh, really likes Power Rangers. She just, you know, and I, I see why it's big, dumb, costumed, you know, aliens and, you know, cheesy like fights and stuff and she was there's was a period like a few months ago where she was watching a lot of it and then uh she would she actually did <laughs> she punched my older daughter in the face and <laughs> gave her a bloody nose <laughs> oh my god and i was like okay all right we're a little less power rangers <laughs> that's uh, too much power <laughs> rangers that's, that's when insane. you know yeah that's blood that's false
2: that is the perfect scenario for all those parent groups that like hate things for no reason
1: yeah I think I just cracked the code. I, I know we, we definitely need to get off this topic, but I think I think my reason was because when I was really young, I watched a lot of Godzilla flicks. Me mm-hmm.
2: too. Yeah. And
1: then by the time Power Rangers was like in in my peripheral, um, it it just felt like a shitty yes. Godzilla. Yeah, I, I, definitely, 100%, definitely. In
0: fact, I take it further. I liked Godzilla a lot and Ultraman. The, oh uh, yeah. It was a, There was a Godzilla vs.
1: Ultraman, wasn't there? There was. I'm almost positive there was. Hell yeah. And
0: so yeah, like when I was in kindergarten or whatever, I would get up at 6 a.m. and watch Ultraman and Godzilla on Channel Nine WGN in Chicago. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, that was my shit. And uh, Power Rangers was like, get the fuck out of here, Power Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Ultraman at? I I loved
2: (laughs) the Godzilla films growing up as well. I never, I didn't even know about Ultraman until high school, college. Like it just like totally slipped past me yeah.
1: which is a shame um, there's still time so, jeff you're in your twilight years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all
0: right let's move on uh matt
1: we got a little something we have a mail we have a good mail we get mail yeah. sometimes but we got a good one this time uh <laughs> this this is uh is 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 the name pronounced bogus do you think bogus 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 i like bogus but it's probably too good to be true, um, but this is Brian Baugus, I guess, uh, and Brian, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to truncate, is, is asking, essentially, this isn't a game idea, this is, uh, uh, as both a console and PC player, I have noticed a weird trend where console games do not allow you to remap buttons to whatever you want, and instead provide a handful of presets, if they even do that, uh, however, the same game on PC will often allow you to remap the keys to any mouse or keyboard button you want. Uh, essentially asking, why is that the case? Why do not more games allow you to just remap any key you want?
0: Okay. I mean, that's, here's the thing. It's a really fucking good question. It's a great question. And, I and to hear there's it. actually no answer for it. It's 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 stupid that they don't. There's got to be an I,
1: answer somewhere. I, like, I would so bet it's got something to do with
2: I I feel like there's been a politics, trend recently so. where more console games are starting to adopt that PC mentality of, of button yeah. remapping. Because I feel like lately like over the last year or two we've seen more and more of that
0: so the one anecdote i can say as to like a a window into why this might be a thing is that it is very i mean in in a certain sense, you can almost call it like pretentious of like no this is how i imagine the game like the game designer is sort of like this is how i imagine it this is how i want it to feel and i think there is some value to that um shit what was that one game it was uh, layer for like PS3, you know, the motion control dragon game. It's like we want to use motion controls because we want you to feel like you are at the reins of this behind this dragon or whatever.
2: Yeah, it was it was a launch title, right, Danish? Where you were using the uh, yeah. DualShock 3 uh so for example gyro. like
0: the everyone complained about it just because they didn't like it, but like the developers, I think they maybe uh acquiesced and added a analog stick control but that's kind of the idea is like well you have this vision of how you want it to work um, And there's other examples too of like uh triggers and like um i think there was a game where like trigger was jump or something like that which is not usual but i'm oh, at red dead sense. redemption
2: 2 classic example of crazy weird OTER control scheme
0: right actually um gt is a good example and um shadow of the colossus where triangle is the jump button and, and if you go back to all the way to Mario, like, it's usually, like, the bottom, like, A or whatever, mm-hmm. or X in for PlayStation. But So, yeah, once in a while, they'll have these things, like, yeah, we want to make it triangle because we want the X button to be your primary thing, which is, you know, whatever. I can't remember what those games did for the X button. Or, like, interact. Like, walk up to something and talk to someone. Or, mm-hmm. So, they didn't want Jump to be that because Jump is, like, pretty rare in terms of, like, Uh, actions you do whereas talk to someone is very common so you want that to be natural like where your thumb is you know like rests so that's the kind of decisions that go behind where to place them now as far as why you don't want to change them i don't know yeah like i said it could be just a rigid sense of like this is what it should be another example i'll say real quick is um a fighting game uh, i worked on a while ago there is a run uh sort of command and the way the run was, is instead of having a dedicated button, uh, you would have to dash forward, which is like toward, toward, and then you hit a different button. Um, and that would be run. And I was saying to the designer for a long time, like, I just don't understand why you don't have a run button. Like, we actually have another button that doesn't do anything, it's literally just non functional on the controller. But instead of putting run there, you are requiring toward, toward button to do run and his response was he wanted to feel that's how he wanted it to feel he wanted the run command to take effort to do so that you can't just do it you have to actually really plan for it and practice it so that when you do a run combo like you pop someone up and then you run in there and you jab them and then you run in further again and then you throw them or whatever i'm just making that up um it's actually hard to do because um running in that game to extend combos was a very powerful thing. And if just putting on a button would make it too easy to do, and he wanted it to be like a learned muscle memory thing that you have to kind of work your way up to. So that's it's interesting. I mean, I don't you can agree or disagree with that, but that's the philosophy behind it. But like kind of Jeff was saying, I think we're turning a corner where it is getting more and more common. In fact, um, you know, the PlayStation four, I believe I could be wrong with this is the only console that lets you remap controls on the system level. Yeah. Now the the only problem with that is that it doesn't then reflect graphically in the game. So if you pull up a moves list, those buttons will not correspond. You have to remember that, Oh, triangle is X and X is triangle. So when you look at the menu, you have to do the mental math. I hope they take it further for next gen and actually have it hook into the game and just change it for you. Um, Similarly, this is okay. This is. I'm sorry. I'm like fucking. Damn, Danish. About this I've been trying to get a I, word. In. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a thing to say. Because this is driving me insane. On Xbox, Brian, you've unleashed
1: the beast.
0: Yes. <laughs> on Xbox 360, you could, in the system menu, choose inverted or not inverted look, mm-hmm. and it would be smart enough to invert. In every game, so you don't have to constantly go through the menus and click on invert.
2: I think I remember that, yeah.
0: Fucking Xbox One removed that functionality. And so now, on Xbox One, I have to, every game, go into the goddamn menu and invert controls. And You heard it here first. That,
2: Microsoft hates gamers. It's terrible.
1: Um, That's our official so, stance.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, side note real quick is that I've had Jesus, enough of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough of going to every goddamn game and inverted controls. So I, for the last month have been brutally teaching myself non inverted controls.
2: That's like a lefty trying to use their right hand to assimilate yeah, into. I, the, no, it's like a wrong society. person. Finally seeing the errors. <laughs> of their ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, so,
0: uh, I played all of last of us Two with non inverted controls and I, I, beat you're it. Insane. So I think, I, I think I'm finally there now.
2: Um, You know what I I did that's similar to that? So when I'm playtesting at home for work, a lot of times I'll use my controller, but sometimes the thing I'm doing is just fast enough where I don't want to take my hands off the mouse and keyboard that I've been using to do whatever in the game. And so with my controller, my look is inverted. And when I'm doing these quick things with mouse and keyboard, my mouse is then inverted, which is completely unintuitive. So I've actually learned to play with the mouse inverted to not have to redo the control scheme when (laughs) i'm switching back horrified i know that is horrified It's, it's it's really insane um anyway back to the point at hand um one of the things that mortal shell did that i think every single pc game in the world should do is there's an option in the main menu under controls where you can choose what console controller you're using to play the game so that it can remap all the buttons so you can choose either xbox one or ps4 and it'll change all the icons for you which is such a small thing but it's it blows my mind that other games don't do that because some games like the one i work on for instance doesn't have ps4 mapping for pc and it drives me crazy um yeah
0: if there's only someone you knew, I know. Actually, is, well, like, this is funny because I'm saying this. it.
2: I'm saying it here first, but I do have Ooh, a list to, to of to shame them to publicly shame. No, no, them. no. Because it's come up, but I do have a list okay. that I've been compiling over the last week that I'm going to give to to one of the designers in the studio. Because I also believe, and this isn't really a controller remapping thing, but I also believe that on PC you should be able to use WASDA to navigate menus like main menus and stuff like that. Like it seems
0: like a no brainer to me. <laughs> w-a-s-d what do you mean
1: you st- i mean W-A-S-D. W-A-S-D. here's the thing uh W-A-S-D. wasd is what i've heard um who cares W-A-S-D. it's, it's also. a greek letter uh, all right here's here's my stance on the but, whole thing i have sat by and listened to this okay. chaos long enough um options options are good as, as, as soon as you say well there's people who you know were born with like Disabilities or whatever, and they can't hold a controller the same way that right. I can, or it's or an accessibility can't. Like, issue. Immediately, it's it's such a no brainer that options are good. Um, yeah. There's there it it, I, it kind of sends me like, and I'm not going to do what Danish did and go off for. I think we're on hour four right now. um <laughs> But as soon as you start getting into like the difference between difficulty and accessibility into a game, like like I, I kind of stand by that. Like Dark Souls games, like their difficulty is. The draw for me um but i don't think that means the controls have to suck like like they they, anybody's first time picking up a soul style game is going to be like why the fuck is attack the bumper like i i I think that's probably most people's Mm -hmm. first reaction to those kinds of games and like there's a large amount of time that you spend just trying to remember which button to press at a given time i don't i personally i don't feel like that is ever a fun or interesting challenge to overcome i i i i think when when i think the game should be the challenge and the player should just be able to execute the things that they're trying to execute at any given moment with the least amount of like brain power put into remembering what fucking button to push 100 um, and I, w- I would argue that goes double for any kind of like competitive fighting whatever game because you you want it you want it to be about the mind game between the players and not about the mind game between the player and the controller like i don't right. i don't care yeah. about that i don't see somebody uh you know shit out a giant combo and think oh man his thumb had to go from the y button to the other button in, in lightning time like i right. don't know i don't care about that, that i want to see yes, what uh, how he outplays the other player and i want to see how a player outplays the game he, um, i totally agree
0: although there there we should acknowledge there is a, a not insignificant group of players that
1: super does, disagree with me
0: well, yeah they, they do want to be able to master uh controls and like uh, uh, there should
2: be such a thing as a hard combo I that yeah only I, the I, best can I do I don't you know? think that either of those things is mutually exclusive though because right. if if the controls are intuitive that actually raises the ceiling for designers to make combos or strings of inputs more complicated because the inputs themselves are easier uh, and, and to kind of like you know this is this is the idea that players should be challenged by the game not the controls they should be fighting the enemies in the game not the controls like it's
1: it's it's a little unless
0: you're talking about the very niche genre of intentionally wacky control games I was sure. that I really this liked. is exactly where
1: I was going but that's um, but, you know yeah,
0: this, but it's a totally different thing yeah it's I, I, the whole I don't Martian McLuhan it thing
1: it's I, I think that like, obviously, I'm generalizing in all of my bold statements here. Um, but, like, I, there's there's always room for a game that is intentionally difficult to control. Because then, like, if that is your focus, then the game becomes about, wow, look at the way that the player is able to, like, master. You know, it's like yeah. somebody, like, flying an airplane well, right? It's like, wow, there's so much, like, complex shit going on that the player is able to, right. to you know, work out in their head. Like, that is cool on its own. But that... That is isn't a game where that is the challenge. Right. Whereas
0: like... Exactly. Imagine imagine like Octodad, but then it's a fighting game.
2: Right. Like right. I, can, I, I can see maybe, that. that maybe a we a should make because, Octodad the right? fight. That's actually a good idea. It's not bad.
1: I, <laughs> I could see that working because that's the challenge, yeah, yeah. right? Right. But, yeah. But like imagine a game of chess where one of the pieces yeah. is extra powerful, but you have to like
0: run around the block.
1: Yeah, you have to, to unlock it. it or Yeah, so. yeah like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that's not the point of chess.
0: But it's, it's a different Yeah, it's a really interesting intersection of those two things and I think like Jeff said they're not mutually exclusive but you have to be smart about how you design. Right.
1: It. And, yeah. and to
2: elaborate, so when I said Marshall McLuhan thing, he, his whole deal was the medium is the mesh- message. So like how you say something in media and digital media is part of what you're saying. And that is exactly what we're talking about with Octodad with um QWAP. With uh, you know any of these games that are really about the controls and bending your mind around them, because in those cases it's balanced by gameplay that's relatively easy. In coop, you're just trying to to that's walk, right. and so that's not difficult. What's difficult is managing your legs.
0: I, I had a bad example of like Octodad fighting game because that's actually not a problem because both people are doing. It. But Octodad controls the Dark Souls like uh, level of you know. But then yeah, you again, know, you
2: have people beating Dark Souls with yeah, Guitar no, Hero with controllers a, yeah, with DK
1: Jungle Beat. But that's drums. like an opt-in thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sure. like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna play this ultra hard game in the shittiest yeah. way imaginable, so that yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think it would be. I I don't. Hmm, we should try to get in touch maybe with some of our designer friends and see if they have anything to add to this for next week because you know yeah. we're so none, a, none Tom, of actually, us are professional I, designers i think
2: i know a person that i could ask who'd be very happy to come on
1: yeah I, I mean, we can bring them on or we could just if they don't want to come on we can just fucking give a, a statement it. take a, I uh, can play journalist take, and, statement. take, take a statement uh, so yeah uh <laughs> brian i'm going to call you brian bogus because i don't know i just like it better uh thank you so much for the email uh please write again to ask or to correct me on your name pronunciation <laughs> uh yeah that was, that's a, that's a great question i'm glad we got to uh, stumble around answering it yeah.
0: yeah uh all right well who's got some
1: pitches oh man i, I, I got a just a talk show of- at this oh, point. oh actually
0: so yeah no seriously we should just remove the pitches from the show um <laughs> well uh you know what i'll start because I, I kind of um i, I like mine it, it's 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 something that just uh okay so last night i was playing um vr and um my mom was over and I was showing him some, some VR. She was like watching the monitor, you know, and I was showing her uh, Google Earth VR, which I don't know if you guys have messed with that, but it's like extremely cool. It's cool. Basically, it makes me sick. It does. I, yes, I actually had to stop after 15 minutes because it did make me a little sick. but um, yeah, so you basically fly around and you just can go zoom out of the earth and zoom back in into the middle of the desert and zoom and fly over to Manhattan and Rio and all this stuff. Um, and it's just cool. So, here's the game idea. You take something like this, um, and it, I think it would be cool in VR, but it doesn't necessarily need to be. Uh, and It would be like a competitive game, like a multiplayer game, where everyone is dropped into random locations, like on the ground, looking around. It could be in the middle of the forest, it could be a desert, it could be like some weird town. And basically, you have to figure out where you are, And almost like Amazing Race VR. I was just about to say,
2: it's Amazing Race VR. Uh,
0: Yeah, and you have to kind of make it to a goal or something like that. Actually, when players are dropped, they can't be dropped all around the world because it's not fair. But I would say like in one general location, whether it's like the same town or the same wilderness, like you should be, you know, less than a mile apart where you can't really see each other. But it's not very unfair that you all have to get across the country or whatever. Um, And I think it'd be really interesting to figure out like, okay, where are we? And you have to like look around in clues and you see like, oh, I see like, you know, uh, Russian signs. It looks like Russian. I don't know what the Russian looks like, but it looks like that. Are we in Georgia? Are we in Russia? Are we in Ukraine? Or, you know, something like that. Or like you're looking around and shit, where do we go? Okay, which way is north? It's kind of like a cartography, which I love cartography, but you are just working things out. And in fact, uh, Matt, this was slightly inspired by um, a discussion we had about the, the movie Your Name. Where one of your uh, one of your like nitpicks about the movie plot wise? Wait, I had a nitpick
1: where... on your name.
0: Yeah, well, you Oh, said that yeah. You, okay. How yeah. did how did someone not know what town they were in? And I was well, like, well, a, you're simplifying like Okay, but I don't. I just didn't want to give away spoilers to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: um, I mean, that's like that's kind of a nothing spoiler, but like, yeah, I guess it does like. I mean we, the 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 point of the movie is like one person's waking up somewhere else and like they don't know where they are. Um, they're swap, body swapping. Yeah, I, I wanted like, to yeah. even like not say that part. Oh. But, um, well that yeah, it's kind of the point of the movie. And like my no, my whole argument was like I I grew up in a town of, ten like man like. Ten people, ten, maybe ten, eleven. <laughs> no, um, it was. Gosh, I, I can't remember if it was a thousand people or ten thousand people. I don't remember. Either like, way, it's pretty small. Like mm-hmm. it was, it's tiny. My graduating yeah. class was forty-two people. Um, so Great number. like. That being said, I could still <laughs> walk down the street and see that I was in Newark because fucking Newark Road is right there, and there's the Newark Post Office, and there's the Newark Heights. You know, like like yeah. when your town is that small, the only thing the town has is its name, so you kind of see it <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, so yeah, that'll. I, this has fucking
0: nothing to do with your well, idea. Well, no, but, I mean, it, I was saying it's kind of inspired by that because I, I, it's almost like putting it to the test, where like if we drop you in, Goog- in Google VR in some random town, like. How long is it going to take you to uh, wandering the streets to find a, a bank or whatever to find the name of the town? And even like you said, like let's say I do that, it's like okay, Newark Hospital. It's like, well, oh, there's no New-
1: such New- thing, sir. Newark,
0: what? Like, well, this is interesting. Newark,
2: Idaho. Newark, you know, like I just doesn't so, it doesn't help you that much. So last night we went to a friend's house for a super small gathering, um, and it's in Austin, Texas. So. You know, we're being careful because Austin, Texas completely fucked um, along with the rest of Texas. But anyway, the point is
1: it's not like careful enough. Am I right? (laughs) We uh,
2: we went to this this person's house, never been there before. And it's like just maybe like five or six blocks off one of like the major thoroughfares in Austin. And we had never been there before. And Austin is like this where there's a few major roads. But as soon as you get off them, it's like really quiet residential areas unless you're way downtown And if I were to be dropped like at their front door, it might take me half an hour, an hour of walking just to reach a main road because if I go in the wrong direction and if I change my mind, like it would be super easy to get lost having not known anything about this town. And so I could totally see Danish's thing of like, how long does it take somebody to figure out where they are? And obviously Austin's not a small town, but it's not a enormous city it's the capital but it's it's a small city so i i I can see there definitely being a play there where maybe the first 45 minutes of the game is really just figuring out okay i'm in new york but like or newark but what state am i in and what country am i in and what direction do i need to go from here to get to my destination
0: to make this game actually like more smooth and playable what what, a, a few details one let's just say you're all on like hoverboards or like hover bikes so there's like a there's a motor transportation that's not super uh, you know like uh, detrimental like terrain's not going to really affect it too much like you can go over rocks just as fast as you can over streets you know just to make it easier to tra- to get around um, and then uh, I think there should be a like light survival stuff like um, so I'm actually imagining this totally like overlaid on top of Google Earth like what's already there. Like, the panoramic views, the, three, the 3D the 3 models, all this stuff. But the overlay would include, like, food, water, shelter icons or something. Okay. So, like, if you go all day, you're going to need to drink water, and so you have to find water. And if you go to a stream, there obviously will be water icons along that stream. So, you can, you know, drink from the stream or something. Um, or, like, if you're in a, in a wilderness, and you just, like, there'll be food icons scattered around, like, Berry bushes or whatever. So very light survival. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like what's the... I wonder how I would really do it. Like, okay, if I find water now, what do I do? Do I follow it like northwest? Because like, you know, I it's just... I don't know what to do, but I think that would be fun to have people just try to figure it out. Now I, I
2: agree. I wonder though, like how immersive these environments get because if it were me, like I'd go to like a town hall or a post office and I pick up a map, like that would be one of the first things I would do. Like, are I you would, able to so do that?
0: I would initially, I mean, I'm open to that. Uh, initially I would say no, because I would just say, this is a, you know, Google earth thing. You can't let you really, I mean, I guess some things that let
2: you go inside for, and give you like a panorama. but, but again, you. like, you know, you're putting design on top of it. Like I really like yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of, of of icons like you know maybe there's sure. a farm and so you can gather carrots at the farm or there's a, a no, grocery store a you point. can gather like food in front of the grocery store so there is a little bit of a human touch here so no, yeah that's a, that's a good point you're
1: kind of you're kind of pitching like uh oregon trail where you don't know what your sort of town is um yeah. and one of the one of my favorite parts of oregon trail well i guess the original one didn't do it. there's like a re there's like a thousand remakes of that but yeah. one of the ones i played was there, there was a lot more emphasis on the starting town and, like, the layout of the starting town. And, like, you actually walked around the town, and it's like, oh, I need to go into that store to buy this stuff. I need to go mm-hmm. into that store to buy this stuff. And I always liked that because it felt really, like, RPG. Like, there's, you know, real people, like, manning these stores and stuff. Um, so I I think it'd be cool if, like, every starting town had that sort of element to it, like Jeff said, mm-hmm. so that you can get your, like, food supplies Guys. or whatever. Yeah, that's um, cool. I'm going to put shit
2: wide open in a second.
1: <laughs> well... I, I do want to say, like, sh- like I don't know. Like, should figuring out your town be, like, like you're, like right now you guys are talking about, like, that is the thing, right?
0: It doesn't need, yeah. I guess we're maybe putting too much emphasis on that. I don't think that should be necessarily the thing. I think that the goal should be, like, we got to make it to the top of Mount Everest or, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, some, yeah, so where, where you are would help you, but it's not all about that.
1: Yeah, to me, what's more interesting is, like, the the journey man yeah um Definitely. And like is it could i could i start off in america and have to end up in europe and then i have to worry about like boats and shit like that like you
0: gotta you got hover bikes
1: so we just go over the like you're gonna just go hover bike <laughs> over the water you can't i get like, a boat though <laughs> yes you probably should to be efficient yeah like, that's my question like Dorm. are there other modes of transportation that i can take I advantage so, yeah. of um i i like so okay so the I love this idea, and part of the reason why is when I was a little kid. One of the first, I, everybody has like a game idea when they're a kid, right? Cause it's from playing video games. And I think a common one is, what if there's a video game where you could just do anything? And like that's like your whole idea. Like, why hasn't anybody thought of this? Um, and in my mind, I was like, well, there's like there's like maps and stuff. Like maybe somebody could like make a map and and like extrapolate it out. Like in my mind, it was like just like put a map in the game, you know? Because I was a little kid. Um, but then as like. Google Earth and like uh, GPS became a thing. I was more like, I was like, oh no, you like that's like data now. Like you can actually like put that and like maybe get something out of that. And right, like, like geocaching. Yeah, and now that you have things like No Man's Sky, which is able to take actual data and have some fucking algorithm that just like populates things. It feels like it like this game doesn't feel that impossible anymore. Like could you could you get something that takes like Google Earth data and obviously doesn't do like a 1 to 1 version of Earth but like mm-hmm. extrapolates like you get you know where the roads are, you know like yeah. elevation and you know where water I mean,
0: it's, is. It's well, kind of like how uh, GTA does Manhattan. Like it's not 1 to 1 but right. it's like okay, I generally know that this is where Times Square is and if I go this way
1: or it's like
2: Watch Dogs in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. But America.
1: I don't I'm not really saying this should be like art it out like that like because yeah. that's like that would take forever so, I'm, so, no, I'm like a no man's sky like, like so, so uh, let, me, let
2: me pitch this real quick um I, I think that that as a vr game this is super powerful but to take it to a completely different level um you know niantic with ingress mm-hmm. and pokemon go and all their other stuff they've done this ar thing with real world data why not make this an ar game you know like there are ar glasses always on the horizon and it would be a really cool thing, you know, for a group of people. It's like neighborhood tag, right? Like where, you know, you're playing in the middle of the night kind of thing where you're navigating around, you're trying to find each other. But imagine that kind of idea in the daytime, like when you're visiting a new city and now like not only is this a cool game that you can play, you know, when you're visiting Philly, but it's also serves as almost like a touring device where like, you know, we're starting at our hotel and we're trying to get here and. So you're using the game to navigate the city and get to you know the rocky steps. I think that is a good idea. I think that's different. Game uh, it's though. too different. It's a, it yeah, is a different, different game.
0: game. Because what I want to get from out of this is that journey, like that fucking epic Lord of the Rings. We're trying. We're going through all these different environments,
1: mountains and snow. And I'm you know, thinking, all I'm thinking stuff. like Cannonball Run. Do you guys know what Cannonball yeah, Run? Yeah, yeah. We've talked yeah, about. Yeah, it. we before. talked about. The, oh yeah, yeah. yeah the the have, fucking yeah. real life trip across America, like.
0: Yeah. Cannonball run style. Exactly. Like just going through tons of different towns, tons of different uh, biomes. So, like that's my idea you know, that I love.
2: Uh, you know, we're talking about this in VR. I think this totally works as like a flat game too. Um, and I'm thinking about like traveling great distances in VR headset and how I'm going to get the VR sweats and not be able to play half of this game. But like, Danish, you're totally right. Like the the scale of the journey is the selling point in this game because yeah, a cannonball run or like, you know, even classic route 66, New York to LA. Like these are classic American trips And Europe has all the same things. There's stuff throughout the continent of Africa and Asia and like, dude, fucking
1: Asia. Like there's definitely stuff in people Asia,
2: say right. Asian and they always just mean Southeast Asia, but you have India, you have the Middle East, you have Russia, like you have all this amazing landscape in one continent. Like it's kind of absurd how diverse each continent is. I mean, just like risk, man. It's it's hard to hold on. to. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, yeah, I I think I think there's definitely something there. But I don't know. Like, part of me wants to fantasy it up or like to sci-fi it up on some level and have something otherworldly or fantastic accompanying these I think real that's world possible. locations.
0: Like, what if I mean, let's say this just everything we've said stands and we just build onto it. It's like now there are you know. Orcs chasing you, you know, like it's you could you could just layer that stuff on top of this journey. Um, one game I just want to shout out real quick is that, um, and it's crazy that no other game has really done this, but the PS3 game called The Last Guy is a top-down zombie shooter survival type thing. It's very arcadey, mm-hmm. but the whole gimmick of that game was that it was Google Maps like uh, satellite views of real locations, and they would uh determine the boundaries of certain things actually i think it might have even been like a little tower defensey too um but yeah it would be like a tower defense game set in real satellite google map imagery and so when you're dealing with zombies coming around different corners you're like okay this is actually a real human structure and so this is kind of what would happen in real life sort Mm -hmm. of you know and this is that this is like the um yeah the, the journey the cannonball run version of that idea uh, I'm just yeah. It just sucks that no one else has done more like Google Map inspired. Yeah. I mean, t- to you know, that games. end,
2: this is the perfect Walking Dead game, right? Like, get from point A to yeah. point B, sure. And it's apocalypse and zombies, but it's
1: Wait, what? What? Re- well, I think what we're getting at is somebody needs to take Google Maps data and find a way and to do something al- fucking cool, algorithm it. Yeah. the fucking art into it, so you don't need a yeah. warehouse full of people working for ten years. But on and the just, other hand, do shit with it.
2: Like you know, you start I- with one continent or one country. And like you just you do these as expansions, you know, like you. you I mean, do I Europe honestly, you Jeff's in... just trying to make money now. He's, he's not in it for the art. Anymore. <laughs> I didn't even say paid expansions. <laughs>
0: um, I, I, uh, I yes, the, the algorithmic sort of modeling and stuff would obviously be great, and it would look great. Um, I don't even think you really need that. Like, if you're not in a major city, if you're in the wilderness, like Google Map or Google Earth VR, some of that stuff looks pretty damn good. Um, Yeah, but you want to see
1: like, I mean, you want to see cacti when you're in the desert. You want to see, you know, like you can. Yeah. Like, you know, you
2: have a team of people and essentially like uh, in city planning, you're zoning things like this is a cornfield and now like it's just filled with corn meshes and, you know, so on and so forth. So you and it could be the type of level of
1: detail. We're talking so much about, like, the weird, like, nitty-gritty of this, but, like, it, it, fe- yeah. it be- I think it's because it feels like it should work, and maybe there's probably a reason why it doesn't. But, like, yeah, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's the one type of thing where th- there probably is a lot of zoning built into Google Maps. Like, they're, yeah, they, I mean, they probably right. have, like, some under the hood, like, this is a fucking city. That's why we model the buildings out better. Um, well, I right. think and- they definitely do, because there's, like, color-coded blocks, and, and, like,
2: buildings are, like, gray, you know... polyhedrals and so i think they're yeah i think that exists or it has to exist
0: yeah um one last thing this is not really related is this there's a really this is also sort of inspired this really fun simple flash game that i used to play years ago where it's like uh it's just basically a geography trivia game it's like you have multiple people uh like you know 10 20 people playing it's like okay uh where is alberta canada or you know where is whatever city and everyone clicks on the map and then you get like a heat map of like where everyone clicked and the closest person is the one who gets like the most points it's a really simple geography game it's really fun in fact i think we should play it at some point uh okay so
1: great. here's the thing the three things i'm bad at are <laughs> names uh locations and and clicking and, and <laughs> clicking. no name names and locations like i mentioned last episode that i fucking failed every history class i ever took and that's why i cannot remember names i cannot remember locations because locations are just names of places so i mean i should play this on my own because i should probably get better at that sort of thing uh, i think it'll be pretty fun but i will I, fail and lose every time this is guaranteed well
0: here's the thing. it's gonna be hard like i'm i mean yes i feel like i'm okay at geography but I'm not going to know the capitals or cities or whatever so I, mean, let's, let's I feel like fair. if we we're play this Americans. they're going to be all over the place. Like
2: we're not going to yeah. get anything outside this country right. And yeah. we just have to accept that going in. Well, we're going to get better by playing this game. Yeah. All
1: right, it? we'll play this game and then you'll anyway. see what I you'll you'll be like where <laughs> <Fortified>. is Illinois <laughs> and you guys are going to be like holy shit he is terrible at this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyway, someone should make
1: this Someone, uh, should, make someone should make this. Yeah. I'm actually this is still going foundation. on this. I'm
2: gonna, this is going to keep me up at night how cool this is. Uh, all right, great. Well, um, well this and has been a long a really... ass
1: episode because that idea
0: yeah, it, got us. And there was going. a good, there was a lot of good stuff in the, the great discussion from Brian. Yeah, so, that was. Uh, I, I, I hope can...
2: more people come in with with like production design questions for us because that stuff is really fun. It's interesting to talk about.
0: Absolutely. Um, all right, so before we end it, uh, you guys got any recos?
1: Uh, I have a reco. I think it's it's probably kind of like uh, I'm, I think I feel like I'm cheating with this reco, but I it's it's worth doing anyway. Um, so first, first, I guess it's kind of a two-part reco because the first thing is there is I think it's Variety. Boy, I should have done some research, huh? <laughs> um, there's there's a YouTube series I think it's by Variety. Uh, I may be wrong. Called Actors on Actors. You you've probably seen it. Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just like two random actors that they put in a room together or They interview different. each other. Yeah, and they just they just kind of yeah, like yeah. talk. Um, and like you know you'll get cool stuff like, uh. I don't, there's a million actors and I can't think of a single one right now, but like actors who are not typically like similar in any way, like, like kind of interviewing each other about their process. And like, that's really cool. Yeah. But my actual recommendation is Scott Adkins YouTube channel, because he has lately been putting together this like, uh, martial artists on martial artists type things where he's been getting other martial artists that he's done work with. And they're just like talking through their process it is totally like the actors on actors version That's of awesome. the it's God so Adkins fucking good thing. it's fantastic. It's
0: so good and you know, i didn't see the most recent one but apparently he talks about tony jaw yeah or did he talk with Tony? he ja. talks with
1: tony jaw tony jaw in that interview is in like a personal like uh like theater and not like a home theater like you imagine like uh, it's like a theater that it's just apparently in his house or he went to a theater to record it but that seems unlikely yeah. uh yeah i guess um, but- apparently he's loaded in his home country that's
0: great i mean yeah it makes sense he uh he's huge that's awesome and like again we've gone on about this but scott atkins is such a good like host and like amazingly
1: surprisingly so
0: yeah and um he's he's so engaging to listen to and 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 he's amazing he's the best of us he's the
2: i think he might be the most complete (laughs) human i think yes absolutely
0: Uh, awesome. Jeff, uh, you got something?
2: You know, I I've, I've been struggling and this week has really been about going back. Um I recently started playing Nino Kuni and cuz it's on sale on PS4, so I got the remastered edition of the first one. I hadn't played it before. It's just it's just really charming. It's yeah. not difficult. It's very pleasant and that Studio Ghibli style is just really well—not
0: style. It's
2: ghibli it's no no them. i know that's what i'm oh you're
0: saying
1: just their aesthetic yeah, yeah. their aesthetic is just really right, right. really good and i had no it's... idea that that was them
2: they ha- there's oh, yeah. a had ton no of like fully animated cutscenes throughout it and then all the yeah. 3d models environment art and stuff is like as close as they could be to that yeah it's really yeah i, I
0: played it on uh, was it was it ps3 yeah actually? i think it was right? ps3 yeah yeah i played it on ps3 with my daughter and uh it's really good it does get uh, maybe not hard, but it does get grindy. Combat later. is weird. But it, it, which. <laughs> Matt's <laughs> Ponyo stuffed animal. Uh, yeah. Um, great radio. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> just laughing at a joke. But you yeah,
2: Nino Kuni, yeah. it's it's very pleasant. It's very chill and it has a difficulty setting where it's more focused on the story. So you don't have to worry as much about combat. So if you are looking for a truly chill experience, like I would just go with that. And it's, like I said, it's um, on sale,
0: so it's a great time to I've it I've heard up. good things about Nino Kuni 2 as well. Um, and I don't, I think it's maybe a little spoilery, so I'm not going to say what it is. Don't but say apparently, it. There's, like, a cool thing that happens halfway through that's pretty, like, that some people are pretty upset about, but some people are like, wow, this is well, really That
2: doesn't cool sound stuff. familiar at all. Yeah, that sounds,
1: uh, time, <laughs> time to cycle. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Danish, what do you got this uh, week?
0: So, uh... This week you know what's funny is we we we've been home for you know years and uh movies uh, don't happen anymore and it's a sad state of affairs but uh I so I, I really fucking miss going to the movies and and having like all these options of like oh what's coming out this weekend this is the first weekend in a long time where a bunch of really good movies have come out on like on VOD
1: what's out so Danish you're so, the only connection to the outside world I have what <laughs> movies are out
0: so, um, there's the new Charlize Theron action movie on Netflix called The Old oh, Guard, which I've out. heard really great things about. My mom said uh, it's good. So, there you go. There you go. It's awesome. All you need. Mom recommended uh, The new Tom Hanks dad movie called Greyhound, which is a World War II movie. <laughs> uh, dad <laughs> movie is such a good – like yeah. you say – like
1: that's a good descriptor because I know exactly yeah. – as soon as you said that, I knew exactly <laughs> what movie you're talking about. <laughs> uh,
0: which, I, again, I'm looking forward to. Um, and then the one that I actually did see uh, on Hulu is called Palm Springs, which is an Andy Samberg movie. Um, I think it's produced by Lonely Island, but it's written and directed by, um, I think, newcomers. And uh, basically, it's a Groundhog Day type movie. It's a time loop movie. But, uh, you know, they do really clever things with it. They, they take it in new directions that are kind of like new for the genre. And it's, it's really, it's funny and it's also very heartwarming and... It's just a very, very nice and good movie. And it's very delightful and just, uh, yeah, it's a good watch. I love that, so,
2: that, that the Groundhog Day formula just never gets old. I love that the Groundhog so Day formula I mean, like, just never gets old.
0: Um, Like, Happy Death Day was a good one that really twisted it. It was like, hey, what if Groundhog Day, but there's a killer. And, you know, and then it's like... Uh, a Russian doll. Ha- russian doll it's like hey what if more than one person was a groundhog day it's like a lot of cool twists on it and so palm springs kind of adds uh, another layer to that which is which is really cool where i don't want to say i'm not going to say what it is but uh what it adds to it is is, is awesome yeah so,
1: it's so interesting yeah.
2: that the groundhog's day genre just never gets
1: old yeah i was gonna I say mean, it's like wanna... it's like a sub-genre that you can just stack any other genre on top of and all of a sudden you have this extremely unique movie ready to go
2: yeah
0: yeah, I, and I don't want to derail this whole thing, but maybe for next time. I was trying to think, like, has there been any other movie like Groundhog Day where it's like, hey, we're going to take the concept of your movie and make it a genre now? Like,
1: well, the closest... There's yeah, there's but... movies that have come out and have done something really unique like that and then got copied, and they mm-hmm. always came off as a shitty copy of that thing. Like, right. after The Matrix came out, there was shitty copies of The Matrix oh, everywhere. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, like, yeah. I think to your point, it's like when... When Groundhog's Day came out and the, the quote unquote copies of that, they were all they're all like good because it's so and they're different yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're all so different yeah.
0: Um, the only thing I can think of it's just it's not nearly as specific as like Die Hard it's like Die Hard on a boat Die Hard in a train you know like that sort of thing mm-hmm. but even that it's like it's just an action movie it's not like this really high concept thing. right so anyway I thought that was cool um, Palm Springs check it out awesome and that will do it for this week's episode of someone should make this uh thanks for listening you can always tweet at us at at make this podcast and it would really help us out if you gave us rating on itunes
1: and if you have any comments a game idea of your own or think one of our ideas already exists please email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com thanks to mariachi
2: entertainment system for letting us use their music for our theme song you can hear more of their music at mariachi mes.com
0: Until next week, we've done the hard part. Now Now someone someone should
1: should make make it.
2: It's interesting that the Groundhog Day genre just never
1: gets old. I get the joke. It's groundhog. It's deja vu. I know. Joke. I
2: said it like six times, and no one laughed, so I just I... kept
1: doing it. Wait, did you? Yeah, I, re- yeah, he did, I said it twice
2: I initially, and Danish ignored it. I
1: didn't pick up on it at all, and then I... I did it like three more times.
2: I,
0: I thought it was like you didn't think that we were hearing it the
1: first time. <laughs> I really have to get this out there. <laughs>
2: I just think All it's right, interesting this. that the Groundhog's Day genre... Yeah, 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 never yeah, yeah